Welcome, 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 welcome back to Get Fitty With It. Get Fitty With It. Get, 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 get Fitty With It. I'm your co-host, Holly Stark. I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. I really wish at that moment that I knew how to beatbox. <laughs> I wish you did too, because these intros would be way better. Yeah. That'd be I'll work on it. any tunage behind me. I'm going to get a tambourine. <laughs> so that I a can just triangle? be whacking it. Yeah. That's, that's so fitting for the time of year. I've I will. I'll, I'll look around my house for uh, instruments. <laughs> All right. Well, by next week, when we do our reflection episode for you guys, Mary will have some sort of instrument that we can open the, open yes. the show tune with. I'm stoked. I just returned my niece's uh, drum set that I got her. Oh my God. So I could have had that. Just like a little table drum set. (laughs) Every time I make a bad joke, Mary's like, (laughs) it's just like kids' noises, though. So it's just like, (laughs) anyways, anyways, anyways. So we are back this week with another uh, interview. We have the amazing Sabrina Riccio, which if you guys saw on Instagram stories the other night, I was gushing about having her on the podcast and um, Sabrina is someone I followed for a while, which you'll hear in the episode. She is very much in very much on the spiritual side, but she's also a soul aligned business mentor. Um, and she's just, she's just really amazing. She has really great energy. Um, I love, she has a, a course called um, the mystic planner. Yeah, for some reason I said it. I was like, is that the name of it? <laughs> the Mystic <laughs> Planner. And it's Kundalini. And it's basically a Kundalini class or meditation for every day of the week. Um, and I absolutely love it. I've done it a few times before. So, anyways, that's stopped me gushing about Sabrina. I just think she's <laughs> very much a light in this world. And I was very excited to have her on the podcast. Um, before we get into her though, Mary, what's been going on this week for you? How's your week been? How are you? Obviously, you've been a you know, COVID last time we spoke, spoke, um, yeah, so I have been doing, uh, pretty shitty actually, (laughs) um, I have a long-standing sinus infection, so that's really cool, um, apparently that is a symptom that can last for a very long time after the vid, um, so yeah, that sucks, (laughs) um, I've been on antibiotics since last Sunday and they're literally like, usually when you get on antibiotics for a sinus infection, it lasts like three days and then it's done. Um, so this absolutely sucks. So I haven't really, I have not worked out. I'm not even going to lie. I've gone on dog walks and that's it. And because it's really nice to like get outside and get that fresh air because I'm like just sitting at my computer all day. Um, so that, I mean, at least that's like activity, it's movement, but I have not worked out. I've thought about working out and I've had a lot of guilt around not working out because that's just like how my brain works. But I had to tell myself that because in the past I have pushed myself and been like, sweat it out, which is not a real thing. If anybody ever tells you that about being sick, you cannot sweat out your sickness. It only makes you worse because you're just deteriorating your immune system by working out. Um, There's probably some inaccuracy there, but yeah. (laughs) But like, it's like you know what fact check me you know I'm not a doctor but like it's true it can it can affect not getting better quicker um even though working out is like a healthy thing to do if you push yourself too hard like it could just have the reverse effect so I have been not working out I do plan I've been feeling better the last two days so like I was I was telling Holly before we started recording yesterday I felt 
quite better. Today I'm feeling less pressure in my face. And so I feel like I'm going to start slowly like easing myself back into working out. So I'm not going to be like just jumping on the bike and doing 30 minute classes or like going and lifting heavy um, right off the bat. But I am going to start pushing myself a little bit into it because I've been sick for like a month and a half now, I feel like. So I would really like to start getting back into it. Um, And then, yeah, we're just in busy season with work as everybody I feel like is Um, it's the end of the year. So no matter what job you're in, I'm sure it's very stressful and it's the holidays. So it's been a lot, but I'm excited to go into the next week and go into Christmas and try to, you know, get better. Get a little bit more normalcy back in your life. Exactly. What about you, Holly? How was this week for you? Holly started her day with a donut today, and I'm so jealous. Good. Yeah. Right as I was about, to, <clears throat> right as Mary was about to log on, I was sitting here waiting, and Brandon just got home from running out to grab some final like Christmas stuff, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "I'm just waiting for Mary." He's like, "Oh, do you want a donut?" And I was like, "For me." Because <laughs> <laughs> Mary came on, I had half a donut stuffed in my mouth. So. <laughs> I mean, between that and I just did before we started recording, I did a holiday yoga on Peloton with a DT. It was such a fun class. It was all holiday songs. That sounds uh, like so really much fun. Flow. I was just dancing. And then at the end in Shavasana, she starts playing some of the slower songs. So it's like at the end of the party when they want you to leave. It's just you know, Shavasana. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like today's been a good start to the day. Uh, but anyways, this week in general, not a bad week um been stressful a little stressful at work just taking on extra responsibility and stuff like that but um I've been it was my period week so I did some yoga this week which was good I've been doing I know we talked about it last week but I've been doing a lot more yoga and that's been really helping me just stay in the present moment and really feel into my body and like feel into how I'm feeling um and that's something that I'm working on is feeling my feelings, but, um, what's the word I'm looking for feeling my feelings, but not allowing myself to just stay in them. So almost looking at them from at like a third part from like a third party objective view. So my therapist recommended yesterday, actually, that I start doing when I'm doing yoga to feel into my feelings, see how they feel and try to only use that class to stay in them and then allow myself to move past them afterwards. So something out so that my anxiety and depression just isn't like sticking with me all day. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, other than that, though, this week hasn't been like crazy. Last night, we actually had a very fun festive night. Um, So I've been trying to just like start more traditions and things like that, especially with, you know, having kids in the future, few years and things. So last night we, after dinner, we went out and we try to cruise around and find some, find some lights. There's not a ton oh, of lights out that we could find. I feel but, like nobody put theirs up this year, which yeah, is sad. Like downtown like Mount prospect area and stuff like that. We kind of went through like those areas and looked at like some trees. And then we came home, we had the Santa Claus on and we did a first, our first gingerbread house together. Um, which we've never done one and we got it to stay up. So that was great. I love it. So we did that. And then we had some gingerbread cookies and some hot cocoa. We watched Santa Claus and then Santa Claus too. Um, and then we made some red velvet cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. It was a fun festive night. So yeah, that's kind of how my week went. That's so fun. I love a nice little Christmassy date. Exactly. And like, like I said, we've been trying to just do more traditions and kind of get more into like having traditions of yeah. 
us as lockets or because that's soon to be a locket <laughs> oh my gosh I love that um I had a quick question just to follow up our episode last week um, in regards to therapy. How did it go as you missed your one session and you redid it this week? Was that, did you feel like you got what you needed out of it? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's always just like when I leave therapy, I just feel like a weight's off my shoulder. Like I was telling Brandon, I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning, I can't remember, but it just helps feeling like validated in your feelings. Um, I think like that's just a huge piece of it. And so, yeah, it was, it was very nice yesterday getting to see her. And with the holidays, we have a different schedule coming up. So I actually get to see her on the 30th during the week. Oh, wow. And I got to go to her closer location. It's like, eight minutes away from me instead of like 18 minutes. So super. Nice. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I, yeah, I felt it was very beneficial and I was very, very excited to be back after missing a week and having like a three week stretch of not seeing her. Yeah. And I just want to touch on something that you just said. I feel like sometimes when, even if you have like really good friends or family who are listening and, you know, tr- attempting to understand, I feel like it, with a therapist like it is understood and it is like it's different I don't know it's different so that's awesome yeah but with that let's dive into this week's episode um so we already kind of blabbed or I I already blabbed about Sabrina (laughs) but let's jump into the episode and we'll see you guys on the other side All right, guys, we have a guest who I've been so excited for, for months. I reached out to this lovely guest over the summer. She was having some health issues. So when I finally heard back recently, I was so excited over the moon. So now that I have not told you who we have, let me tell you, we have the amazing Sabrina Riccio on the podcast today. So welcome, Sabrina. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys are like, like I was telling Holly earlier, you guys are my first podcast I've been a guest on since I've had like a crazy health I don't even know what it was but like a crazy health journey embarking on the first half of my 33 Jesus year my uh trip around the sun and uh it's just been absolutely wild and so slowly getting back into working and connecting and being here with you all it's super special so thanks for having me of course of course so to get started can you just tell us a little bit about who you are how you show up in this world and and what you do yeah sure where to start so um as i said my name's sabrina and i am a shamanic brand strategist so a lot of the work that i do is help people understand the pieces of their journey and what makes them them and understand and help them understand one, like there's a reason as to why you've endured what you've endured. And you have the ability to build a business where you can unleash your medicine, meaning the very things that helped you heal can help someone else heal. Like you've already filled your cup and now it's unleashed it out with the world. So, and I say shamanic because (laughs) the initiation of the shaman is to be struck by lightning. And in 2012, I was struck by lightning with my dog. And I, you know, went on a whole spiritual quest the last nine years. And I think that's the other part of what this health journey has been is that I finished up uh, this nine year cycle, um, since I really embarked on my spiritual journey. And so I there was a lot of lessons, you know, Um, I'm just gonna say real quick, like Saturn, The planet Saturn, like we've heard before, if you haven't, it's called Saturn return, where it's like every like 27, 28 years, Saturn's made its orbit around the sun. 
um, and Saturn is the master teacher. So every nine years, Saturn goes through a quadrant. And so we just finished our first, or we're finishing our first quadrant and coming up with the solstice coming up, we're finishing the first nine year quadrant um, since the shift of 2012, right? Where mm-hmm. the quote unquote world was supposed to end, but what was ending was the old earth. And these past nine years have been kind of like the child like sense of wonder new beginning of into this Aquarian age and that's why it's been so wild the past nine years because we've gone through like I said a quadrant so we've gone like through a 45 degree um turn so if like say if you see a clock it's like 12 to 3 o'clock that'd be considered like a quadrant so the clock has gone from 12 to 3 or Saturn has gone from 12 to 3 um on the clock around the sun and uh that nine years is really the initiation where we're like, okay, cool. Like we're understanding who we are, our identity. And I think so many of us are understanding, like, how do we identify our truth and who we are with so much of the world shifting? And so, um, yeah, it's just a very auspicious time. And I think there's just been so much change happening. And my whole passion is to help people again, recognize like, from your childhood, what patterns, what um, fears, what beliefs are outdated that aren't going to be serving you anymore? One, two. So how do we find, fill up that cup? Two, from that awareness, how can we go forth and like share it with the world, like by you being unapologetically you and coming up with a business strategy to understand the fragments or the pieces of you, I should say, not even the fragments, but the pieces of you um, that make you you and how do we share that out to the world. So that's a, a huge thing that I'm really passionate about. So I infuse a lot of Kundalini yoga, um, mindfulness, um, business marketing strategy. I went to school for business and marketing. So I've been doing this for 15 years, building websites for over 20. And uh, it's just the things that I'm really passionate about. So I'm, I like to be the bridge between like the mysticism and you know the business world. And that's a lot of what fuels me. I love that. And one thing, so you were just talking about, and I was actually just reading before you got on your new Instagram post all about numerology. So yeah. you mentioned something I want to ask you, cause you said in your post about 2022 being like the arc line of lovers or something like that. So yeah. So 2022. I'd love to hear more yeah. about this as we're towards, yeah. towards the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. So two, 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 right. We're going to go into 2022, two plus two plus two is six. When we look on, um, the tarot, the fool's journey is like the major arcana. The sixth card is the lovers. And so I think a lot of what's coming up before you can find that love or that true union with your partner, you've got to find that love and that true union within yourself. Mm -hmm. And so this whole journey has been like that sacred union of self. That's what I'm seeing. And I think 2021 brought a lot up to the surface to be like, what do we resonate with? What don't we anymore? And especially because we've had like two years of like shut down and like Mm -hmm really um, a disruption and I'm choosing to see it as a sacred disruption because it's been a universal reset in a way of like things were so complacent for so long that like this like fork in the road came through so that you can really reevaluate reassess and so 
Yeah. So it's, it's the year of the lovers and in tantric numerology, which is a huge piece of Kundalini yoga, um, which is the yoga of awareness. So yoga that has been focused more on the golden age, AKA the post 2012 world, um, the sixth body. So of your 10 bodies, the sixth body is the arc line. And so the arc line is what goes from earlobe to earlobe. So it's kind of like your halo, right? But women, we also have it nipple to nipple because that's how babies and infants are able to find like their breast, the, like the milk and the nourishment. So women, we have two arc lines. Um, men just have the one earlobe to earlobe. Um, and that, again, that's what drives the aura. So if you can like have like, what is, this is the year that you get to steer your light. Um, this is the year where you like 2022 is the year you get to steer your light um, with love because you, you love yourself so much that now you're ready to unleash that and like share from that overflow. So I think it's going to be a really, really special year coming up. I love that. I'm so excited. I read that and I'm actually getting married at the very beginning. I was just going to say, so I read it and I was like, <laughs> is this, this is for me. <laughs> That's so special. Yeah. And, and the lovers are also Gemini, right? So um, the lovers card represent Gemini and tarot. And so Gemini has a lot of balance and I am a Gemini. So I associate a lot with this because, you know, your sun sign. So your birthday sign is a lot with your personality. Um, and so I, I, as a Gemini, like I'm really understanding that this is a time for us to embrace like our light and our darkness. So that's why a lot of the work I do is like helping people still embrace their darkness because one, you need to have power over what's made you, you, because that has given you deeper levels of compassion, whatever it is that you've been able to overcome from like any suffering of the past. Like once you've been able to get through it, you'll have more compassion from those you'll meet around the, uh, like. And that will, that the, along the way, and that will help bring more love and kindness into the world. Um, but so again, you have to find and embrace that sh the shadows within yourself because the light, like the, the stars shine brightest in the darkest of, of, of nights, you know? And so we need to not just focus on quote unquote, love and light, like what I call basic bitch spirituality. It's like, there's also like the dark parts of you that make you you. So I'm writing my book right now. And I'm talking a lot about the importance of embracing your childhood traumas, and, or if you have any child, but childhood stories, as well as overcoming your ancestral karmas and traumas that have been passed down from the lineage. Um, and you choosing to be that sacred disruptor saying it ends with me and I'm not passing this down to my future children. I think that's so interesting. Um, obviously, Holly's the more spiritual one out of the two of us. I am still learning, but I think that it's so cool that you brought up like the the dark side of it because I really do feel like as I am like trying to find like my spirituality, it really is like that like love and light and like all of that stuff. But it's not really like the deep like like what you're talking about right now. Like it's not the trauma or the darkness or the dark parts of yourself. So I really like. Like, I can't wait for your book to come out. That's, that's going to be amazing to like actually hear like things like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to, or they, they doubt themselves that they have the strength to go through it. And like, you know, even with all my health stuff I'm navigating through right now, like they've just wanted to give me band-aids of like, here, take this antidepressant. And I'm like, no, like I want to go to the deep grit of it like I don't want to bypass this I don't want to ignore like because then these patterns can continue to come until you heal it and so I've done so much work on myself that I have that awareness of like 
no, like I'm going to go. And that's why like people who work with me, especially like in my one-on-one containers, like sovereign CEO, we're going in deep because like, I want you to be disrupt those patterns so that you can shine brighter right? That's like, you can't just like have this false light, which has been a huge part of the spiritual community as well. Something I even, I know, like, I feel like God brought me through that so I can have that awareness and have that compassion and also the discernment of like, "Mm, no, or like, okay, this is truth. And like, this is not truth. You know what I mean? And so it's part of the journey that happens too, is like, there is a trial and error. You're, you're human and you make mistakes. And I think there's a lot of shame that comes from like making a mistake because you're not, and I say that with air quotes, um, cause you're not, uh, like you're, you're not fitting this perfect image of what it means to be quote unquote spiritual. And I just think it's bullshit. You know what I mean? And so, Um, I do my best to keep it 100. Um, I come from like a very strong New York Italian family and like, there's just like no fucks given. Like this is unapologetically who I am. And if you don't resonate with that, may you be blessed and find someone else, but I'm not going to dim my light just because you're uncomfortable. I love that. (laughs) I think that's a great way to start the podcast, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to bring it back a little bit. So when you first started getting into your spiritual journey after you were struck by lightning in 2012, how did that look for you? How did you start getting into learning about yourself, learning about spirituality? And how did you start getting then into the Kundalini side of things? Yeah. So 2012, <laughs> and I, I feel like where I'm at right now on my healing journey, like I said, with like my health stuff that's been going on, like, I feel like I'm in my 2012, like part of my journey. Cause I'm seeing a lot of synchronicities of like full circle completions and like coming up to that. So I'm, I'm at the point right now of like, right before I got struck by lightning is where I feel like I am in my journey. Um, and right before I'm in the window between my difficult LSD trip I had and, um, when I got struck by lightning and that five, those five months, not even April, May, June, July. Yeah. Those five months, it was four or five months was like Rocky. It was dark. It was dark, dark, dark. And it took me hitting rock bottom for me to really like start diving in deeper. Um, like I was in a very, dark rock bottom my difficult LSD trip that I had in 2012 really showed me the areas in my life I needed healing with my inner child and um something that's been coming up and actually came up for me yesterday um as I started my cycle was uh, that I'm like shedding was how I saw myself as damaged goods because I had so much trauma and because I was damaged goods I was protecting quote unquote protecting people by putting these walls up to keep them away from me. So they didn't get sucked into my shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw myself as damaged and I didn't want to like, I was trying to protect people out of love. Sure. And I ended up hurting them because they felt like it was their fault, but it was like, I take responsibility for that. So that's what came up for me yesterday. Wow. That I was really working through. Um, So essentially like I started diving in deeper Um just like I was living in San Diego and like, you know, I was just was doing yoga or, and really doing my best. That's going to be my second book coming out where you'll hear my whole journey. <laughs> that was the it. first book. That was the first book I was writing. But then I was like, 
who's gonna read a book about like who's this bitch and why should I read her memoir like <laughs> like it makes no sense so I'm gonna put out like a more educational book first and then I'll put out like my memoir I love so it. But uh, yeah, so I was just like diving in and looking for answers because, you know, I got struck by lightning. I survived this. Like, what is like, what are these sensations that I'm feeling in my body that I don't understand that like growing up in church and stuff that it, things never really resonated with me, but it was just like the Italian Catholic upbringing, you know, and I wanted more answers. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, there's a reason why I'm here. I survived this. And uh, how I found Kundalini Yoga was that I actually took a test on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, uh, like, what yoga style is the right one for you? That is hilarious. And, I, and then Kundalini Yoga came up and I was in Encinitas and I saw that there was Kundalini teacher training. Encinitas is this town in San Diego where like Yogananda who brought yoga to the West, uh, like was living. It's a very spiritual energy, very spiritual place. And I signed up for Kundalini teacher training without ever taking a Kundalini yoga class in my life. Wow. That's awesome. I love it was that. just like, something was like telling me like, this is, this is where I'm to be. And it was a really profound experience for me. I've taught at festivals and places all over the world. I was invited to go teach at the UN um, and then COVID happened. And so my trip to Jordan got canceled. Um, you know, I've taught courses and experiences, like I said, teaching at festivals along with sound healing. Um, and then just a lot of trial and error too, of like reading. I read the first year after I got struck by lightning, I read a hundred books. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane. I read, I was like, <laughs> me I was, reading one I was, this year. <laughs> I, I know now I'm like, I can, I have so many books here and I can't even finish one as well. So, but like <laughs> I was, I was determined to try to find the answers, but the problem was I kept looking outside of myself for the answers. How many people and do even, that even to this day, like with all the health stuff, I've been going doctor after doctor and like none of them are giving answers. It's just like basic, like surface level, like, oh, hey, you, you were diagnosing you with PTSD. Oh, hey, we're diagnosing you with anxiety. Okay, cool. So what are the solutions here? You can take this pill. Mm -hmm. No, that's not a solution. Like, what are the solutions? Like, how do I overcome this? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so here I am now, you know, and I've done like psychedelics, my, my, the past nine years, 10 years of my life, actually 10 years now, almost 11. And that was a huge thing that helped me overcome depression and pieces like that. And now like I get to start 2022 diving into ketamine assisted therapy, which is something I never thought I would do because I've never touched ketamine in my life. But like I've heard, you know, it was something that was coming up a lot. And then when my doctor recommended it, I was like, okay, I'm here. And then when I went into uh, have the consultation with them. The day I called, they opened up their San Diego office that day. Weird. And I was like, you can't make this up. And it was on my half birthday. So my halfway mark of like finishing this 33rd year, I was like, these synchronicities and signs, like I can't ignore this. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep like trusting this process. And I think that's, again, the bigger piece too, is like, where is your faith? Like, what do you have your faith in? What, like, where can you ask for that support? And it can't always necessarily be a human because everyone has their own shit. Um, but of course it's nice to have like, you know, like 
a friend supporting you, but you can't like throw up all your stuff on them. Um, so it's like where spiritually the spiritual connection or like, uh, really understanding of, uh, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Like I didn't come this far to only come this far. And I know like I can get through this. If this is being presented to me, like I'm not going to be left here at a crossroads. And there was a lot of doubts and uh, insecurities that came up. And I know that was very long and a long okay. tangent, but that's what came through. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Have you ever read the book or seen the show that just recently came out called Nine Perfect Strangers? Oh, yeah. That's like all about like using like psychedelics and everything like that to like, yeah, it's really like, like dive into your, shows. yeah, I, that's why like when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, why do I know ketamine? Why do I know what that means? But they use it in Nine Perfect Strangers. So yeah, I just want to like yeah. throw that out Thanks there. Thanks for reminding me of that. Cause I, I think I saw that show with my mom and I'm like doing my best to like have my mom understand like what I'm diving into. So she doesn't think I'm like diving into like taking like crazy drugs and then like going that's where I feel like the misconception is and I feel like after seeing that show it was like a little bit more of like an insight to like how it actually works well that's like that's what I was telling Holly before we pushed record like I know like this journey that I'm going through and everything else wasn't working and like now I'm being invited to dive into psychedelic therapy something that I've been passionate about something that's helped me like regardless of that like I know like I'm going through this this experience right now because I'm here to be a voice and to help break stigmas around mental health yeah and it's something that um I think you know I mean gratefully like the generations below us that are alive today and the ones that even aren't here yet but these other generations like at least it's not as much of a stigma as it was when Mm -hmm. we were teenagers or like I mean, when I, even when I was in college, like, you know, I called a suicide hotline and was working with a therapist and got diagnosed. Uh, I actually just found out it was a misdiagnose. Um, but I just, I wish there was more of those resources, but like, you can't change the past. So at least if like, I can speak up and have the courage to share my experience, share my journey and share whatever information that I can, that can possibly help someone else, even maybe someone even listening on this podcast and like, in a way, like it was worth it. You know what I mean? Because again, there's no accidents and I just want to be able to offer what I can to help be part of the solution. And that's like, if this is going to be part of the legacy that I get to leave behind, then what a blessing. Definitely. Absolutely. And that's something like, I know I was telling you again, before we started recording, just like that we focus on, you know, all different types of wellness. And that's something that Mary and I specifically have been focusing so much on this year is the mental health, because both of us have been going through such large mental health journeys. And we realized the same thing, like it is more talked about today, but it's not widely talked about, if that makes sense. And I feel there's like a lot of progress, but there's yes, progress there's, and we have exactly. to honor that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Huge progress compared to, you know, like you were saying when we were even teenagers. Um, but it's like, we, you know, like we've been very open about, um, we both started therapy recently and things like that. And like talking about different things we're doing, because we both feel like we have that, that same passion of like, we need to help break the stigma, like that it, you know, that it's, you know, crazy to, if you go to therapy and like all these things that, you know, were around for so many years. So that was my own tangent. I don't know where I was going with that, but I just felt the need to share. Yeah. But even, even on that note, like the stigma of one size fits all for how to get help with your mental health. Like, I think that there's so many different ways. It's not 
you know, prescribe the same pill to every single person. And it's not, you know, some people it's not going to be therapy and some people it's not going to be, you know, psychedelics. It's, it, it has to be for the right person. I think that opening up people's minds about that too. So I think it's Mm -hmm. awesome that you're talking about this because it might not be right for person A, but it might be right for person B, C, and D, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when I was telling, for instance, when I went to go talk to the psychotherapist and I'm not saying like, if you are being prescribed, like, I just want to make this disclaimer. Like if you're being prescribed medicine, don't take it. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all, but I I'm working with other doctors as well, including my mentor, who's an Eastern medicine doctor. And she told me like what my medication needs to be right now. And trust me, I had a lot of resistance to taking it, but after my last seizure where I found myself on the floor at my house and I was by myself and I lost my memory. I've, I've lost my memory five, six times. My last episode of my podcast that I recorded in June was talking about what it was like losing my memory. And then I, my podcast has been nothing for six months because I've been in and out of hospitals by ambulance, brain scans, MRIs, CAT scans, spec scans, over 50 vials of blood work. Like I had seven doctor's appointments just in last week, five in one week. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm do, I'm actively doing these. And like so many other doctors are like saying different things. And there's a lot of like inconsistencies of like, Hey, maybe you need to take this, or maybe you need to take this, or maybe you need to take this. So I'm going to my mentor who actually knows my journey because that's been the other challenge too. When you're talking about like, there's not a one size fits all thing. I have one hour to talk to the psychotherapist who's going to then diagnose me with some kind of mental health disorder, but I don't get to share with her all of what makes me, me. So Mm -hmm. if I'm talking to her and bringing up like the shit of my past that I've had to overcome, but she still thinks I'm like still attached to those stories or those stories, you know what I mean? Like, and there is a little bit, but it's not taking over again. Like I recognize that like, these are things that have helped shape me, even though they were extremely challenging, it's given me more compassion. And my prayer is that like this treatment that I'm about to embark on in 2022, like can help me face it, go through it and revisit those moments so that I can like let younger Sabrina know like hey you're safe and you're gonna get through this and give her like what I needed at that time you know what I mean I think that that's, those are the, the the things and the treatments that I feel are super helpful but again not everyone also has the courage or the strength or really wants to commit to diving in deeper. So that's where a lot of these like prescriptions can come in where you can go through and, you know, find a become like, have like an everyday quote unquote normal defined normal, but life. Um, But for me, like I dive in deep, like I'm passionate about personal growth and development. So I want to reclaim my power, take responsibility for my life and not be dependent on, you know, something outside of me to help me or to be my answer, what I want to understand that I'm also like the one who's in charge of my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to create my reality. So I need to take responsibility. And if I'm preaching out there that like, Hey, I'm here to help you find sovereign embodiment, best believe I'm going to be consuming that medicine for myself and walk the talk and practice what I preach. And so for me, finding that sovereign embodiment is doing that deeper work. And you know, my, my, my mentor who's an Eastern medicine doctor, she knows like what I'm being prescribed right now. And she's helping me work through so that I can wean off of it. And that's what she does because I, I don't want to see people just be so reliant on like taking like 18 pills a day. I mean, some people may need it for instance, like, I don't know, 
everyone's different, but like, I don't, that's not how I choose to live my life. Sure. And so I'm going to do what I can to take responsibility and also like compromise in a way if I need to take medicine right now. And if it's helping me like get off of my ego's high horse and do this, you know what I mean? And, but again, my goal and my, I'm actively pursuing is to work and go beyond that and to find that health and recalibration. So I'm taking initiative. I'm doing what I can. I'm going to have to start changing my diet soon because I just had blood work done like two weeks ago talking about um, food sensitivities. So that's going to be a tough one because my dad's a chef and my grandfather was a chef and like food's a very big part of my family. Um, So I but that's like these are things that I'm willing to do if I can find consistency, see that this is working and then continue to talk to a functional medicine doctor. And that's the other thing that's really challenging. The only doctor that has helped me thus far has been a functional medicine doctor because they're doing the blood work. They're telling me where my imbalances is. And here are these either prescriptions or supplements that you will need to help you recalibrate. All these other doctors are just giving me a Band-Aid, giving me a Band-Aid, giving me a Band-Aid. And I'm like, this is why our medical system is broken because people are spending money. Insurance does not pay for functional medicine. No. Like medicine that can actually bring forth solutions from my own experience. You know, like today before this call, I was submitting all my super bills, all my bills for my insurance companies because like it's been over $50,000 in medical bills in six months that I've navigated through and they're not covering all of that. And it still left me like, okay, cool. This is what's going like, what, so what do I do with this information? Like there's no answers. So that's my prayer of like what I pray to see change, you know, in the medical industry. And I know there's a lot of money with big pharma and whatnot, but like, that's my prayer uh, down the line. And I'm praying, you know, more of these, uh, more people having conversations like this can like start to help implement change and yeah. and bring more of that awareness as well. Definitely. And I would love to go into, we, cause we've talked a little bit about it, your psychedelic journey. Cause that's something that I haven't really dove into much with psychedelics. And it's something I've always, I've been curious about for the last few years. And as I have grown more into myself, I've gotten more and more curious about it. So I would love to just hear kind of your journey with psychedelics kind of from the beginning to, you know, where you're at now and just sort of how, how, how you've used them, you know, with, with fun, but also with, you know, mental health and with working through, you know, things in your life. So kind of the everything is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. So let me just say this. When I was in fifth grade, I don't know if you guys had like a dare officer come when you were like in elementary school. Yep. But I had Officer Pete come and we had like this like anonymous box where you can ask him questions about drugs, Mm -hmm. right? And and so I'm like 10 years old and I ask Officer Pete, why is weed bad if Susan Sarandon is smoking it in stepmom and it's helping her with her cancer? That's a fair question. (laughs) And he couldn't answer. And I'm like, huh? 
like yeah. here I am 10 years old and that's why I like to in my work for instance I like to go back to like your childhood so you can start to like I'm a dot connector I like to connect the dots and things that like when I was in high school my favorite math was geometry I love sacred geometry and like connections and things like that all the other shit I've never used you know so like pieces <laughs> like that just for instance but anyways I digress so I, you know, and then when, you know, I was in high school and I started smoking cannabis and then I got really, I was smoking a lot of cannabis because, um, when I was in high school, my best friend took her life. And then two weeks after that, my grandfather died. So that's been part of the PTSD diagnosis that I've had. Um, it was like trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma. So I'm just continuously like working through clearing out those layers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was doing a lot of, I was smoking a lot of weed, like I stayed high and uh my tolerance got I mean weed today is like way stronger than it was then like I don't even know like I can't even smoke weed today like unless I'm mixing it with like rose and chamomile and lavender and like very little weed because I I get I would get too stoned and I haven't touched weed in like over a year so I'm like oh like when that day comes out like someone like passes me a joint I don't know how I'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) but uh anywho so yeah. So I, uh, I didn't. And then I, like I said, I shared before I was at a really low point in um, college and I called a suicide hotline and one of my friends from college introduced me. She's like, Hey, you should try MDMA. It really helped her when, after her dad suddenly died. And so she had, you know, gave me some MDMA and it was the first time I really felt like my connection to God. Like it was the first time I felt like I talked to God because my heart opened up and then I was like doing MDMA like once a month like going to raves and again I was on that dance floor and I wasn't talking to anyone it was just that was how I was connecting to God and like talking on like healing myself and all the whole time I was on like like rolling I was just like thank you God thank you God thank you I was just in prayer the whole time and then um someone introduced me to it was like oh you should you should try lsd i was like all right so here we go and it was not the right set and setting i was at a big festival and it was the anniversary of my best friend's suicide so she came through and she let me know she was safe but i was also like i was like with this guy that i love and like i didn't know how like i had all those walls up again Mm because i still felt like i was damaged goods and like trying to protect him from getting close to me because like I was a fucking hot mess at that time still mm-hmm. and uh that difficult LSD trip I felt my connection with him so strongly and I felt him like pulling me to like come in but like I couldn't go to him because like I needed to come to myself first and I was just so overwhelmed with everything that was coming up of like the things that I needed to heal um and then that whole summer was just like really hell for me I just felt so pressured and so all this pressure and then I got struck by lightning um and that to me felt like a reset in that sense and then I was like cold turkey from everything everything for a long time and then I I don't remember I was trying to remember this too I don't remember how I was introduced to mushrooms I don't remember how I was but um And then I started like doing psilocybin and I did like a couple, like a journey or two. And it was just like, so freeing and like liberating and like really healing for me in that sense. Um, And then I, but like, I never did a lot. I've never been one to do like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like alcohol has never been like 
I don't know. I don't need it. So I just like to say I've always microdosed, but like mushrooms are really helping me like get back in my body and, uh, it's helping me with the depression as well. And then, yeah, I was doing like microdosing very, very, very little. And like, that was also helping me focus with work and like really getting really creative in that sense as well. But all the times I would definitely say of like my psychedelic journey has been all about like healing more so than like getting lost and silly and having fun. Um, you know, there's definitely times at festivals or whatever, where I would have fun with it, but like my intention was more so for like healing and the fun was like the cherry on top. And then, um, I was invited to an ayahuasca ceremony. And so ayahuasca is like the grandmother vine, um, that's found in a lot of like Peru and South America. And I was, it was right when I moved to Joshua tree. And my friend was hosting an ayahuasca ceremony and they were like, Hey, do you want to come? And I went and that was like super healing, you know, like, I was like, wow, like this is really, I met my children through the ceremony and I saw like work that like I needed to do. And then, um, the second time I did ayahuasca was two weeks after my grandmother's sister died. And the medicine told me like, you've had so much death in your life. You're going to go through the stages of grief right here, right now. So I went through all the stages of grief and I cried for like two hours because like I had shit to do. I couldn't be stuck in this lull of like another pattern of grief. So Mm -hmm. the medicine had me do all of that, like here and now. And, uh, then I've also done peyote and, uh, that's, that was also a really grounding experience, like very close to my house and like a teepee and, uh, a lot of beautiful people. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I love the plant medicines because there's something really sacred to that. Um, the only, like I've done LSD and MDMA necessarily. I've like never touched like cocaine or anything in my life, but like those two, medicines I've done and then diving into this ketamine treatment, which is going to, you know, it's, it's, it's a legal, um, anesthesia that is found on every ambulance. And I mean, it's definitely administered differently, but I'm, I'm healing a lot of stigmas that I had around ketamine as well. Cause I've seen a lot of people abuse it. Um, and I think that's why I'm really being introduced to go through it so I can heal that stigma. Um, and to, so I can have compassion, but, and to like reclaim my power back of not being fearful of it and to dive in deeper, to really use this treatment to, to help and support. So I would say that'd be my journey. I love that you've used like, like you were saying the psychedelics through like your healing. Cause I feel like so often from many people I have talking to talked to, they have kind of either found psychedelics and then kind of found the healing properties of it, like later on in, you know, later on in their life and later on in their journey. So the fact that you kind of came to them almost to, to heal almost in a way, like yeah, even that if you my intention know it, was to yeah. heal. My intention was to heal. Yeah. Every, like the whole time it was not about like getting lost in it. Like it was to heal. And the yeah. time when I did do LSD, it was to get lost and it bit me in the ass because my intentions every time before were about, um, healing. Yeah. And, but in the end it gave me healing, um, ability, you know what I mean? And, sure. and a gift in that sense. But when I was going through it, absolutely not. And it like crushed, like people I care about. And like, it was a huge damper. And I think that's where a lot of my anxiety came from too, of like, 
disappointing people. And again, like see, like the damage that I did to them, did to them in quotes, right? But like how I hurt them unconsciously and like seeing that as like damaged goods myself, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I projected my, my, my damaged goods onto you. And that's been a huge part of the healing piece that I've also, the forgiveness. And that's been, sure. that's a big part of, of life too, is like, if you make a mistake, like you're human, you need to forgive yourself and you can't dwell on that. And if you do dwell on that, it's going to lead to anxiety of like fear of the future of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. And that's why you have to have courage to forgive and to admit accordingly. And you also have courage to take responsibility. Like it takes a very courageous person to take responsibility when you've made a mistake, especially when you've made a mistake, even if it was unintentional that hurt someone, you need to forgive yourself because you were doing your best based on your level of awareness. And if you were doing it intentionally, you definitely still need to forgive yourself and you understand why like, what was that pain coming from that you wanted to inflict that pain mm-hmm. onto someone else to like a misery likes company projection? You know what I mean? And again, that takes a very courageous person to get radically honest with themselves. And that's been a huge part of like the journey that I've been navigating through is like, okay, cool. Like rather than pointing fingers at everyone else, like how can I take radical responsibility for my life and be like, okay, yeah, I fucked up or I made this mistake and I'm choosing to do better by like taking these action steps. And I learned that lesson and now I'm going to move on and do better from that awareness. Yeah. And even just like the courage to admit to yourself that like, you know, you need to forgive yourself. Like that can take a long time to get to that point with yourself for people. Um, it's a self-love journey. Like, yeah. you know, you have to really love yourself to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Plain and simple. Yeah, definitely. Um, switching gears a little bit, I would love to hear a bit more about how you started to create your business. So when did the business kind of come into your life and how have you, or have, as you have evolved, how has you, I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how have you continued to evolve your business? Yeah. So, uh, when I got out of college, you know, I went to school for marketing, um, that like my social media professor loved me. Like he's still like 10 years after I graduated still has me come and teach his classes, which is like amazing. Um, Shout out to Meerkat. But uh, anyways, I, when I got out of school, like I couldn't find a job like that was resonating with me. So I started as a music journalist. So that's what, because like festivals saved my life. So I was interviewing DJs, which was also like a breadcrumb that would lead to me with my podcast, the Sovereign Society podcast here. I'm coming on season six and I've been doing interviews with people since 2011. And so, you know what I mean? Like that was a big piece that like initiated my passion for the podcast and like having real I love having real conversations like this um but I also grew up in a very entrepreneurial family and so you know the the podcast like I knew like this isn't what I'm I mean the the blog where it's called Peace La Vida I'm like interviewing DJs and sharing music I was like okay this isn't making me money and I know this like this is more of a hobby than it is like I need to change gears and so Uh, that's where I was like diving in more on like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to become a certified coach. And so I was a certified coach before everyone was a coach. Like I became, I got that certification done in like 2012. And, um, like I said, I started the podcast like six years ago. And then I started like with coaching. And then when I got my Kundalini teacher training, like how can I infuse all these pieces in, 
Um, so that was like a big way of how I started. And I started by like sharing, like what I was learning about spirituality, right? Like mm-hmm. let's talk about these crystals and like, you know, very like basic spirituality one-on-one stuff. Sure. I was like, this is a, like, there's something deeper here. So with my business, it's been so much of like, yes, trial and error. And also trusting that like, as I evolve, so too will my business. And for a long time, I had a lot of resistance to talking about business stuff. Cause I was like, I don't want to do that. That was me playing small. Cause like, I'm really good at like marketing and branding. Like I love to talk again, talk to people and their journey and understand like, or witness and recognize like, okay, so the foundation of your business will always be you. Like, you know, you are your business, like your business is an extension of you. And so if you don't know you, like your business will fall. Like that foundation of like knowing who you are, like is what allows like the sustainability of your business to flow. And so, you know, I went from starting like talking a lot more about like the Kundalini yoga and um, tools and whatnot, and then starting to talk more about business. And I was actually really starting to dive deeper into business earlier in 2021. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to start like diving in more. Cause I was doing a lot with like personal healing and I created programs like my program thrive, which is like anyone who's experienced that program has experienced revolutionary shifts like that. Cause I, I, I put my blood, sweat and tears in that program. It's like my own journey of like healing myself and then taking other people. But now I was like, okay, let me talk and share more about like the business pieces. Cause I've learned the ins and outs of like through my own trial and error. So I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. So again, it's been a lot about like sharing just the wisdom and the insights that I've had. And now what I'm seeing happening with, um, right. And then all this health stuff came up. So clearly like, I wasn't really like spirit was like, you're not ready to fully only talk about branding and marketing and whatever you're shifting to until you can finish these last pieces of coming into your, your sovereign embodiment by healing these last pieces. Mm-hmm. So in a way, like, luckily I had some money saved, you know, um, that I was able to take six months off. Cause I also experienced severe burnout. And that's gonna be the first episode I share, um, in 2022, it was like the lessons I learned from burnout because I didn't know how to stop. And that was a real challenge because I had, so I was so passionate about sharing, but then I also got caught up of like, oh my gosh, like if I don't, then I'm going to lose this opportunity kind of thing. And there has to be this balance of like the self-care and like taking care of others. Like you can't, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to show up in Mm -hmm. the way for your clients that the way that they deserve and the way that, you know, deep within you want to represent yourself as. Yeah. So it's been a huge part of that, you know, but like I'm, I've been honing in a lot more on upgrading my systems because like I help a lot of people with systems and I have a one degree Virgo moon. And so our moons have a lot to do with our emotions. And that Virgo-ness is a lot about organization. And so like, I love geeking out on like really beautiful systems. So like I'm creating like templates that are going to be like done for you. That you can just like pretty much plug and play to like help with your podcast or to help with social media or to help with like your course launch. Like I'm coming up with all these different things to also focus on more passive income so that I cannot spend so much time on my computer and to also sure. spend time taking care of my health um, and being present because like I, I hid behind my computer for a long time too, because I still saw myself as damaged goods. Um, so it was like me hiding behind my computer was just like the excuse that I had to like not be social or to mm-hmm. like not go out and like meet people. I was like, I'm just going to stay here because I just saw myself as damaged that like 
I don't want to project that onto people. So these are the big things that I've really had to, to heal. You know what I mean? And again, if I'm here to do big work, which I know I'm here to do, like it's going to require me to do big work on myself. Yeah. Because I have to hold that container once I've healed myself, then I can have this, like this sacred vessel, this container that like people can come in and I won't overwhelm my nervous system, which I have to really be mindful of. Cause I got struck by lightning. So like that was that like affected my nervous system and the amount of trauma I've had in the past. Like I have a very sensitive nervous system in that way. So like that, those health, uh, that awareness is also part of the boundaries that I have to also, um, consider and really, um, honor as I'm building a business. And so you have to understand you, that's why I'm saying like, you are the foundation of your business. And if you're not taking care of your health, if you're not taking care of like what you really need more than just the material of like a blue check mark next to your name, or like, you know, posting on social media, you had like these big sales, like none of that is going to matter if you're not taking care of your health that you can't even sustain it or hold it. And that's just what I've learned from my own experience. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I've, I've seen so many of my mentors who have had to go through similar experience, but not similar, but in that, in that way of, they thought they were ready for this big up level or this next thing in, in their life or in their business. And they had to realize they had to really work on themselves before they could really get to that next level and hold that space for their clients. Like they wanted to. So I think that's so such an important lesson for, for entrepreneurs. Um, but I mean, for anyone too, like you're always, yeah, and again, yourself. it's part of the stigma of breaking, like, you know, especially in social media, there's such this, like, oh, I need to portray myself as like having it all together yeah, and like looking good and like, you know, great feed or whatever, but like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's, it's not going to matter if you're act, if you're not feeling good, like it doesn't fuel you to like mm-hmm. be of service. If you can't even serve yourself and your health first, like, I'm sorry, like you, then you're looking for that validation outside of yourself and you're yeah. looking for things outside of yourself. And then you become codependent on like your followers or your clients to like fill up your cup and to like nourish you when you've got to do that for yourself and you're there to help them. Yeah. I mean, of course there's like, there's, it's a beautiful relationship that like a client and uh, a student has. And if you like, I know for me, like, I love that something that I'm really honored is that like, I like have building relationships with my clients, especially when they're in group containers or like one-on-one. It's just who I am. I'm very like relatable and like, I like human connection. (laughs) Um, so I don't like to see my clients or my students as like another number, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they help me and we help each other, but like, I'm not expecting them to help me. Like I'm here to help them. But like part of the, the, the cherry on top is that they do fuel me in a way that like is so beautiful and something that that's not why I'm doing it. Right. I'm doing it to be of service. Sure. And something we mentioned earlier that I would really love to go into a little bit more detail is your um, uh, astrological sign. So I know you mentioned your Gemini sun. So I've talked about like my sun, moon and rising and things like that before on the podcast a little bit, but I know a lot of our listeners have no idea like what the moon and rising especially is. So I would love if you could break that down a little bit further for our listeners of what, what is your natal chart? (laughs) 
Yeah. So it's really hard to like explain because like things are evolving, <laughs> but like your son is like, okay. So for instance, like the sun is like what sign we're in. So like, for instance, we're recording this in a Sagittarius season. So if you were born today, you'd be Sagittarius, your moon sign, which is again, your like emotional core, like who you are, because like, as the moon has like its faces, so too does your emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the, your moon sign is depending on what sign the moon was in when you were born. So like, and I say by signs, because when you see the astrological like constellations in the sky um, around the earth, depending on where that planet is and those constellations will determine what your sign is for like around that planet. Mm-hmm. And something that like my best friend, Krista Ryerson of Chalice Grow, she's like shifting a lot of astrology and like, I'm still working. I still want to learn. Like, I don't know much what she's doing, but like, I respect what she's doing, but she also does it. Her big thing is like not having people like be so defined by their natal chart. Like I like to see this as like, okay, cool. This is a guide. This is something that I can like be aware of, but like, this isn't like the end all like, oh shit. Like I'm a one degree Virgo moon. Like I'm super OCD. Like it's not like a doom and gloom. Like this is your like death sentence kind of thing. You know what I mean? So with that awareness, how can you outsmart that energy or be aware of that energy and choose better in that sense? So your rising sign has a lot to do with like the first, um, the first house or like the first, um, the first house is what it is. You see a clock. Remember I was talking about like Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock to three o'clock. So that first house has a lot to do with your ascendant sign. So in a way it's like where that is and where you're going. And that has a lot to do with like your outer appearance of like what makes you, you. So again, like you have to understand that like these pieces of like what's going on. Like astrology is a great tool, but it's not like the end all, like what makes you, you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to see like, okay, cool. Like, and something I'm really like excited about is like, I want to be sharing more about like astro insights. Like, and if you can understand what this energy, like what is, what's going on, you know what I mean? Because I want you to see like, okay, if these are the energies at play, like, how can I be aware of like, this is what I'm going to be navigating through. So with this awareness, how, again, how can I do better? So it's like, understand that like with your rising sign, if that's where your natal chart begins, right. With your moon sign, if that's where like your emotions are and like how you really, um, honor your instincts and like the unconsciousness of who you are. Right. And then your personality being shown in your sun sign, like understanding those things, like, again, it's, it's a really beautiful, fun way to be like, okay, cool. These are the energies that were in play that were like the strongest, most potent when like you came onto this planet. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a really fun way to, to understand like how, or to see like how people perceive you. So like, I'm a Leo rising. So that's why I have a very fiery, like personality in that sense of like how the world sees me. Like, I'm like, I'm just like cut to the chase. Like, this is how I interact in the world, take it or leave it. Like, I don't care. That's like very much of like, I don't even want to necessarily say the mask of who I am, but like, this is like my, my social personality of like who I am, you know what I mean? In, in spaces. So that's where I can be like, very like, unapologetic, unfuckwithable, like 
it's just, it's just how I roll. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's a really fun tool. And then if you can start to understand the other planets as well, and like how they're playing, like during that day or whatever, like there's so many different energies that you can really work through. And like, I'm still learning. Like, it's so funny. Everyone's coming to me, like, talk, like, can you talk to me about astrology? But like, I'm still learning. I would definitely not call myself like an astrology master. Hell no. Like <laughs> that's not like my thing, but I think it's a real, I, it's been something I've been really enjoying to dive in more mm-hmm. just so that I can like understand like, okay, these are the energies at play. And I was having a really challenging day. Like I couldn't understand how these were like affecting, like what I was navigating. Yeah. Through. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why I've always really liked learning about like astrology and it, like my natal chart, like it wasn't telling me that I have to be this way or anything like that, but it just kind of helps understand like, um, the gauge. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it helps just kind of see a little bit pieces of yourself and like some of it, you know, maybe is isn't going to resonate with you. Like, and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be, you have to read it. And that's exactly who you are as a human. Like that, that's not how the world works first of all but like that's I mean use your astrology chart and like use the daily astrology as like an extra tool to help you almost I feel like that's the best way to look at it and that's why I want to like start sharing more about it so that's like definitely like one of my intentions in 2022 is to continue to dive in deeper and to like understand more because like I said from embarking on my spiritual journey there's so many to me, like, yeah, the spiritual pieces were great, but like the biggest thing that I loved most that what I really like dove into was like Kundalini yoga and understanding, like, for instance, like we talk about like the lower triangle, which are like the lower three chakras that represents your physical reality. And then the upper three chakras, which is like your throat, your third eye and your crown represent your spiritual and what connects it to is the heart. And so you can't live in your heart space if you still have unprocessed traumas in the lower triangle. Um, and that's anything that can be from birth ancestral, um, to about 22, 24. And so again, that's been so much of like the driving force of my spiritual quest has been to heal that and to recognize that so that I can be really more heart centered while also tapping into my spiritual self of my intuition and like speaking my truth and like really connecting to my spiritual self, my highest self. Right. And so um, I've thoroughly enjoyed, but like that's Kundalini also infuses a lot of astrology into the practices as well, which I think is really special. And I've not, I've also shifted and like, I'm aware of like the moon energy, but I don't see the moon as like my God. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, when they first start on the spiritual journey, they're like, oh my God, the moon, everything. But like, that can be like a false light in a way, because like we, the sun is what fuels us, right? The sun is what gives like plants, like the fuel and the vitamin C and the moon affects the waters, right? Like we have higher and lower tides depending on the the moon cycles and you're made of like 98% water or whatever, whatever the percentage is. So it's like that those, there's an affected effect of that. So again, if, if I can understand like what phases the moon is in and like in what signs I can see how that can affect my body, but I also have sovereignty over that Mm -hmm. so that it's not, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like blaming the moon, right? Right. Like I'm taking responsibility. I'm understanding and I'm aware of it. And I'm choosing to like outwit or like be, I don't know. That's the first thing that came through, but like with this awareness, like how can I choose better? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important too. And um, as we start to wrap up, one one thing I'd like to ask uh, is we've talked about a lot of things you've done within your journey throughout the episode. 
is there any sort of spiritual tools that you either used to really love or that you still come to like any certain crystals, cards, anything like that? I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so I actually was off my Kundalini meditation. Like I wasn't doing Kundalini at all. And I like could feel that difference. And so today was day two of my 40 day journey. So like I'm back in that, which feels good. Um, but I love my tarot. Like I've been really, this was a year I really dove deeper into tarot and it's just been a really cool, great tool for me that like, again, it's like, I always like can, I connect with it and I use those Oracle cards. So I love my Oracle and tarot cards. Um, my crystals, I have them always like in my purse. I'm like wearing them, but again, I'm not seeing these things as like, I'm not giving my power to them. Sure. I'm using them as tools. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I think it takes time or like self-love and like self-acceptance. So again, stop thinking something outside of you is going to quote unquote save you. Like, oh, I'm going to buy this crystal. So it's going to make me money. Like you also need to take action to like start having a healthier relationship with your finances, just because you own this mineral that came from the earth. It doesn't mean like you know what I mean? So again, I, 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 there's, but there's that, like that, that awareness that happens or like, um, sometimes challenges that can come up and like tough lessons that can happen where you spend all your money on crystals thinking that this is going to be it. And then it's like, why isn't this working? Right. Why isn't this manifesting? Yeah. So it's like, but are you actually taking initiative to like start implementing these new habits to that blessed version of you? So, yeah, so I still love my crystals. I love my tarot. Um, like I said, the Kundalini yoga, like I'm diving back into it again and that feels really good. Um, and then I, like I said, I'm, I'm honing in deeper into astrology and what really like got me deeper into the astrology is one, it's like always like some of my top posts on my Instagram. So I'm like, okay, so this is what people want to hear more of. And then two, my mentor, my Eastern medicine doctor who invited me to the UN, she's like, so you're coming with me to my retreat that I'm hosting in Peru. And I want you to start talking about astrology. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, I got to dive in deeper to this. All right, let's do this. You know what I mean? Got to learn so, this now. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, shit, here I go. But I would say my, my favorite tool is journaling because it's just me, myself, and I, and there's no other tool, nothing outside of me. It's just me, that pen and that notebook. And during the last six months, I was journaling every day. I'm a writer. It's just who I am. Like I said, I've been a journalist since 2011 and I finished a, a journal, like I finished my journal on like on 12, three, 2021. So it was like that three, three, six or whatever, but like that, it was just like a very special time. And I finished it at 420, which I thought it was funny. Like the old stoner in me was like dying laughing. But like, <laughs> <laughs> so I have a new journal and I'm not like too happy with like, I'm not happy with like how big the spacing is, whatever sure. I'm working with it. It's fine. Um, Cause I'm a pen connoisseur and I like like my office supplies, like you know, I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that, but I would definitely say my number one tool is my journal because that. then I get to get it out of my head and on paper. And then it's really beautiful to be able to reflect back on to see like how much I've evolved. Yeah. And I think journaling is such a cool tool too, because you can do so much with it. Like you can do a brain dump, you can do prompts, you can do gratitude. Like there's so many different ways you can come at it every single day. And I know that's some, that's probably the reason why, like, no matter, you know, all the tools and stuff like that, that I've played around with and had, like, I always come back to journaling. Um, you know, yeah. I might take some time off, but I always come back to it. 
Yeah, honestly, so my memoir book, like it's all from my, it's all my journal prompts that helped me to remember. So I pulled out like six or seven journals that I had to write that book. I love that. I was going to say with like your loss of memory too, I'm sure that's probably been super beneficial to have your journals as well. Yes, that's why it's been, it was hard when I like to try to remember some things, like even on this call, because like I lost my memory, like I even forgot like I was in a car accident last year, you know, like it's been like really crazy and things like that. So when I can look back on my journal and being like, oh, wow, this happened. And then it kind of like reignites or like re-triggers mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But I think that's the other thing of why this memory loss also came was like, I just wrote a whole memoir where I like dumped everything out and I'm letting it go. So it needed to like all of this needed to be coming out of my system, which is why I really think I'm going through this health stuff. But like doctors can't put medical like codes to that. Mm -hmm. Like they can't describe that, which has been super challenging when I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, my last seizure, I lost my memory and I came back and I felt like I pierced through this veil and I'm seeing everything with fresh new eyes. I feel like I had a rebirth and they're like, well, we can't write this like we can't write this down like on your medical records because we can't describe like, so again, it's just like, okay, cool. Like you guys aren't actually in alignment with like what I'm experiencing or what I'm navigating through, or like, I don't feel supported Mm -hmm. in that way because I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I'm, my soul, my soul is a little more advanced than what the medical system has been, you know, I don't know. That's the only way I can, I can say, and I'm just praying that like more of these solutions. And I think with like more of the rise of against psychedelic therapies coming up and being able to talk to a therapist who maybe has had a psychedelic journey where I don't sound, they don't sound like, oh, I don't get what you're saying or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. Like I feel seen and I feel heard. And I think those those are the things that can really help um, overcome like serious, like mental health issues. It's like, if you feel seen and heard, like those are big pieces that can really, really support you on your healing journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, And so one thing that I always love to wrap up with and ask our guests is what is three things that you're grateful for today? Three things I'm grateful for today. One, I'm grateful that I'm here. (laughs) I'm grateful that like after five seizures that I've had, like, and my brain scans aren't showing that they're seizures. So when Alma, I've taken three brain scans and my brain isn't showing that it's wow. seizure damage. I'm grateful for that. And that's where I'm like, okay, I think this is more of an exorcism, but they can't medically say that, whatever. Um, so I'm grateful that I don't have holes in my brain and that my brain is healthy. It's just some areas are hyperactive because of anxiety and PTSD, but I'm getting to the bottom of it. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for myself for making it this far. and. Uh, giving myself like the credit and like really honoring like how much work I've really put in. And I'm grateful for my parents because they've been really supportive with all of this. Like, you know, it's been a hell of a ride for them too. And like my mom, especially like, this was the thing that I really needed was, and I really wanted when I first embarked on my spiritual journey, I knew I I wanted to heal my family because I had a lot of child, like anger as a kid, because like I had so much death in my life. And I was, I blamed all my parents. I was like, how can, like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Or just sure. like, mad at God and all of that. Um, and so like being back in my parents' house the past six months and like really strengthening my relationship with my parents and 
watching them like go through this and being patient and like supportive. Like I'm, I'm really super grateful for that. I love that. I love that. And finally, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio, R-I-C-C-I-O, or you can find me at Sovereign Society Podcast on Instagram. You can listen to the Sovereign Society Podcast. Again, I'm starting season six, but if you're tuning in now to this, there's lots of episodes, 148 of them that you can catch up on. Um, I'm also going to be starting my YouTube channel in 2022, um, where I'm going to be talking more about, I'm going to be focusing more on business stuff in there. Cause I'm going to be sharing a lot awesome. more of like tutorials and things like that. Awesome. So I'm going to be using in YouTube a lot more for marketing and business stuff, which I'm like really, really excited about, but I'm also like not trying to push myself too fast. Like after like six months of like, not really like <laughs> yeah. being in the flow. So I'm like, okay, I'll start with a podcast and then I'll get that going a bit. Yeah. I'll go through these treatments and then I'll really start getting like the YouTube going. So I'm not pushing myself too much, but like I'm actively working towards that. So yeah, you can look on YouTube, uh, just Sabrina Riccio. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to learn more about Kundalini Yoga, I have a great course, a seven day course called uh, the Mystic Planner. It's amazing. And thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got Thrive, which is if you want to do that deep work. Um, and if you want to join my email list, you can take the honor, the journey quiz. You can see where you are on your, on your journey. And then I have, I'll be sending you resources to help you with where you're at. Um, and then you'll also be able to first to know if you want to snag my upcoming soulful systems templates that I'm going to be doing. Um, like I was saying about with that more like to help you create smarter, not harder. So like systems and automations for your podcast, for your social media. So I'm, I'm, I'm honing in and sharing more of my system stuff because in my program, Alchemize Your Systems, I have a lot of that as well. Um, but again, I just want people to create smarter, not harder so they can be present for themselves, for their health, for their families. Um, and, you know, and for their friends and just to really be present and not be so tied down to their work and their computers and to remember that life is about being in the now as well. I love that. And thank you so much for being here and for just showing up as who you are. Like I was saying before Mary even got on, I have been such just a fan of yours. I guess that's the best word to say. I don't know what to call it, you know, when you follow someone on Instagram these days, but like I've been following you for a while and I've done the mystic planner and I just, I love the light you bring into this world. And I love your take on the world. You're just, you're a very real person. And I don't see that with some of the spiritual community, which is changing. And I love that. But, um, so I just want to say thank you for just being here simply. Thank you, Holly. Yeah, I know. Every time I'd see your name pop up, I was like, Hey, what's up? So <laughs> that's the thing. Like, even though like this is the first time we've met, like I've seen your name pop up for so many years and like, it's really special when I can meet followers and yeah. like connect with them and we can create beautiful things. And thank you, Mary, for being on here and allowing me to yeah. meet you has been super special too. And maybe planted some seeds for you for more curiosity of diving in. Yes, well. definitely. Yeah. And, and thank you on, on a part of someone who's not as spiritual because it does open up like my eyes every single time we talk to someone new. And I also think that even though you're not done with your journey and you're, you know, you're, you've got a long way to go still, even just hearing all the things that you've said that you've learned about yourself, I think that that's so for someone who's just starting like their mental health journey and like working on themselves. I think that it's very inspirational for anybody who's, you know, at day one, whereas like you're at day probably like 365, you know, and I, I still feel like it's, it's very inspirational to hear all the things that you've already come through. 
Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I mean, that's the thing. And that's why I want to create a book. So like, I can help you like not spend as much time, <laughs> right? I mean, you know what it's time, but like, if I can help you like cut through a lot of that time, I don't even want to say wasted time. Cause I learned a lot, but like, I lost a lot of time, like sure. from trial and error. So if I can share and like, help you like take that leap, like forward and like a shortcut in a way, but not even a shortcut because there can be a negative connotation of that sometimes. But like, I just like, like a quantum leap. Let's just say that. That's yes. the word the like, spiritual community likes to say. Like taking a quantum leap of like, hey, here's someone who like I'm resonating with. Like this is their wisdom that they've like are here to share. Like I'm going to take what resonates and I'll release the rest. And maybe this can help me get there sooner rather than like how I was in like essentially like total isolation for almost nine years of like very, very alone and by myself. So I want you to know you're not alone. And even if you're listening and you're just starting on your spiritual journey, you're not alone. There's, we live in a time where there's so many incredible resources and I would love to be able to support and help and to share my medicine with you so that you can go forth and really activate your legacy to really revolutionize the world. I love that. And for Anyone who's interested in working with Sabrina, talking with Sabrina, anything, everything she had mentioned with all of her links will be down in the description. So you guys can just jump down there, work with her, see what she's got going on. And thank you again so much for being here. I feel like we just scratched the surface on things. We say this with every single guest that we're going to have to have you back to get like deeper into things. Um, but you we'll know what? Once the book is out, right? Exactly. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have you back. Well, on. Thanks for, for having me. Of course. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Wasn't that such a good episode? I almost forgot yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that was heavy, to be honest. I talked about a lot, I feel like, of mental health and like a way that I wasn't really expecting. Yeah, it was very interesting. I took a lot out of it. Once we stopped recording, I actually went and talked to John, my husband, and we just, I was telling him all the things that she was saying and like the psychotherapy and is that right? Psychotherapy? Psycho? How did she say it? Psychedelic? Are you talking? Yeah. About is it? Therapy? Yeah. Okay. I don't know that what it's called. Psychotherapy. I have no idea. All right. Ignore that. Well versed. Disregard. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, disregard that. You guys heard the episode. You know what she was talking about. But I, I went and talked to him about it, and he actually just read a book that's like similar to it. So I'm actually, I might pick that up and read it. Cause it's very interesting to me. Like I said, in the episode, like there is a show called show nine perfect, nine, nine perfect strangers. And it's actually a book too, I guess, I knew, but I've I don't, heard that. after watching the show, I don't know if I could ever read a book because I would be so lost. Like, unless it was written to like perfection, which maybe it was, I don't know. Um, it's perfect. It, nine perfect strangers. Sorry. Yeah, it was, <laughs> It's a very interesting show. I highly recommend. Um, It's very weird, but also probably not weird if you're in that realm and you like understand it. But for someone who like is just starting to learn about this stuff, it was very interesting. And so when she was talking about it, I was like thinking about like uh, like the episodes of it and like how they were using it. And it's just very interesting because I think that, like I said in the episode, not one thing doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
we do have such a stigma, just like we always talk about with mental health, like there is such a stigma around it. But I think that there's also a stigma around the different ways in which people help themselves. So yeah. like therapy has a stigma, taking medication has a stigma, like psychedelics have like obviously a bigger stigma than just like for therapy and help like because they've all just been like deemed like drugs like drugs are bad yeah Yeah. so I think that it was a very refreshing to hear someone else talk about it and know that this is something that is coming into the world and people are talking about more and it is becoming more present yeah and I love her perspective too of like like I'm obviously I'm a person that is on medication for my anxiety and depression. And like, I was actually talking with my therapist about this yesterday after this conversation, uh-huh. you know, Sabrina was saying, you know, how like, she doesn't want to use just these medications as a bandaid. And yeah. I think it can be very true. And so many people use it specifically for a bandaid because they don't want to do the deep work. And yeah. I love how she's all about like doing that deep work because it's so common. I feel like in today's world for you to be like, you know what, this is going to fix my brain. I'll just take this for the rest of my life. And we're Gucci. It's like, that shouldn't be the case. Like you should want to know like why, you know, what's going on. How can I actually work with myself to, you know, get better. And like my therapist and I were talking about like, you know, I feel like I don't want to be on medication forever. And I feel like right now I'm using it to balance myself until I start finding tools that do work for myself. That's not medication. And then I feel like I can wean off of that. And so I just, I feel like that's just such a refreshing perspective on absolutely kind of like the, the pharmaceutical side of things with mental health. Absolutely. And to just put it out there for people who are on medication, like nobody's saying that that's no, bad. I, I, I take, I have yeah. three different medications that I'm on right now for my stuff. Yeah. Cause we do have to remember that a lot of different mental healths are chemical imbalances. So sometimes you do need chemicals to start that process. Um, and even maybe forever, you might need to be on them forever. But I, I do agree doing the deep work and things like that could benefit certain people. Yeah. So I do think that that's worth saying. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very interesting episode. I think that she is such an interesting person. And I really want to dive deeper into like what she does. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we always say with all of our guests, I feel like there was so much more that we could have gotten into. Yeah. Um it's so difficult. I feel like because we have so much we want to talk about with them because it's our first time and we have like all these different topics. Yeah. Whereas when we bring them back, we like to like hone into one. And so I feel like she's definitely going to be someone who comes back. I feel like 2022 is going to be a lot of repeat guests for us. Yeah. And like, cause like, I know something that we didn't even dive into was like the five a conversation around 5d consciousness, which is something that I know a little bit about. Um, and it's very fascinating to me. And I know that's something that she is very much into. So I would love to have like a deeper conversation around that with her and just like a deeper conversation around like Kundalini yoga and like our yogic bodies and things like that. Like that's something that I would love to have more knowledge out to you guys on, because it's something that I know I'm so interested in. I've definitely learned about a lot of that stuff, like through my yoga teachings and stuff. But, um, I think having someone who is so much well-versed, she's taught for a long time. Obviously I have my teaching, but I have only taught briefly technically. Um, so like having someone with just a lot more experience than I do, I would love to have her talking about that sort of stuff too. So yeah, there's a lot more that I feel like we could have dove into, but absolutely scratch the surface of her (laughs) yeah and as always our guests are so amazing and just they have so much to give and I think that that's what is the issue not issue but it's the issue with having such amazing people on is that we have so much that we need to talk about and she was definitely one of those people 
Yeah. And just really quick before we wrap this up. So I emailed her um, last night. I was sending her over some of the graphics for the podcast and I was letting her know like, hey, it's episode 69, like blah, blah, blah. And her birthday, she let me know it was actually June 9th. So six, nine. So she was like, how kismet is this? And I was like, that is perfect. I love that this That's happened. so cool. <laughs> I was like such a cute, like a fun little like alignment, like like yeah. We scheduled this episode multiple times, like this yeah time. So it's like obviously if we recorded it earlier, it would have released earlier. So that's like it just aligned timing. This works like, out perfectly. Supposed to so. Yeah, very excited to have her on. Very excited that you guys got to hear her. Please go check her out. I absolutely love following her Instagram. I know I mentioned it like in one of our first questions in the episode, but she has been posting a lot about like numerology and things like that, which like we talked about coming up in 2022 and like what that numerology means. Like obviously something I'm so fascinated by. That's how I chose our freaking wedding dates. But, um, yeah. you know, if that's something that's interested in, interesting, interesting to you, I would definitely recommend following her because I know that she said like, she wants to post more of that because she gets such a good response when she talks about that sort of stuff, astrology, numerology, et cetera. Your date is October 22nd, 22, right? So it's very, I almost brought this up, but like, that's very interesting because she was saying that 22 is such like a love number. And yeah. so that's like crazy that that's your date. Yeah. So 10, 22, 22, and then our, our real wedding date, cause we are getting married early. Like I said, is one twenty two twenty two. So that's awesome. That one. So very aligned for Brandon and I, <laughs> I love it. And before we wrap up, I just want to give a challenge to our listeners yeah. because I always walk away from these interviews that we have with these people because like all of our guests, it's been every single one because I feel like they're just so empowered by what they're like passionate about. And they always just dive right in. Like she said with Kundalini, like she didn't even take a class. She just dove right into taking like the courses to be. And was like, going to be a teacher. Yes. And so I feel like my challenge to our listeners is Maybe there's something that you've been thinking about. Maybe it's like playing the guitar or, you know, or, you know, it could be so small or like reading a book or going to a yoga class or something like that. I just want to challenge everybody to dive into something and it doesn't have to be this week, but just in general, like going into 2022, like, is there something that you've been holding off on or you've thought about and you just want to dive right into it? Just do it because I, I walk away from these things being like, wow, they just did it. And like me, I'm so fearful of that kind of stuff. Like I'm always like, well, this could happen and this could happen. And I'm like a very big pessimist about like the what ifs. Yeah. And I just feel like now is the time for us all to like jump into it. Which is perfect. I don't know if you, I love that you said this because I don't know if you watched my Instagram stories yesterday, Mary, I almost called you Margaret. (laughs) That's my sister name. So. like she doesn't know me that well is she thinking about me? like why did that come out maybe um, anyways so I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories yesterday but I do like my weekly card pull you know card readings and yesterday's the one that I pulled out was very similar to what you're saying so is the Anma Anma what Anna grandmother of Jesus card which is all about laying foundations and divine plan and the message I was getting really strongly yesterday for this upcoming week is like, start finding, you know, what you want to start building in this next year. It doesn't mean you have to start next year, but like you can start now, but like start bringing in those habits or start finding that thing that you want to do and start laying your foundations in these last couple of weeks of the year. So you can set yourself up for this divine plan in 2022. So I just love that you were saying that. Cause I feel like that's just such like a perfect match to like the reading I did yesterday. I love it. I love it. So with that, I, 
I just, I, and share with us. Like, I would love to know. Yeah, and they could share with us on our Instagram. Get Fitty With It Pod, or you can email us over at Get Fitty With It Pod at gmail.com. And as always, we'll have all of Sabrina's links below as well. So check her out on Instagram. We'll also have her podcast information, Sovereign Society, as well as her website below. So if you are interested in working with her or getting like the Mystic Planner, which is just a course you can get and access anytime, all the time, all of that will be down below. So you guys can check her out down below in the description. You know what I mean? I looks like I'm on YouTube or something. Um, <laughs> I love it. With that, we hope you guys have an amazing, amazing holiday. And we will see you guys back here a few days right after Christmas holiday. Bye.